Today's show is brought to you by Citadel Media. Do you need help with your Instagram marketing? Do you need help with your digital strategy? Are you trying to plan things for the fourth quarter of this year? And maybe you just need an extra pair of eyes. Well, Citadel Media has got you covered. They help with digital and paid advertising. They help with influencer marketing, community building, email marketing, and just helping you understand your marketing strategy and funnels a little bit better. So figure out what you need, help with the most, and head on over to citadel.com. Find a coach, find a plan, find a tool. These guys got it. That's C-I-T-A-L-D-E-L.com. That's C-I-T-A-L-D-E-L.com. That's Citadel. Head on over and get the help you need today. Hey, everybody, how's it going? Guess what? It's Monday. And if you're like me, you're super excited because this week is a short week. Labor Day's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm already starting the week after the weekend and already looking at how to cut out early. Did you guys watch 13 Reasons Why last weekend? So 13 Reasons Why is back on Netflix. And if you're like me, you couldn't help but binge watch the entire thing. I watched all of it yesterday. I had a pretty exciting Saturday, so yesterday was the perfect day for me to sit on my couch and watch all day. The entire gang is back, right? Everyone with the exception of Hannah, and if you've seen the previews for this new season, you know that Bryce Walker, the lead character and one of the main characters and Hannah's rapist, is murdered. So this whole season is a virtual, like, who killed Bryce Walker? And they go through every single person, and I have to say that for once... Did not Google on the internet who did it because I wanted to figure it out. And for what that's worth, the writing was on point. They did it. I could not guess all the way until the very end when they pieced it all together. I didn't know. So bravo to the 13 Reasons Why team for at least making that part of the murder mystery difficult. The part that I wasn't feeling so much, however, was that one... This season was about Bryce trying to redeem himself, except for the fact that Bryce, the main character, willingly confessed, you know, after he's exonerated in the season before for Hannah's rape. He willingly says that he has assaulted over 12 women. So I have a very, very difficult time feeling bad for Bryce throughout this season. It almost feels like 13 hours of the Rape Apologist series. It's like, we understand that Bryce had a family, but he was not okay. And so this whole idea of going through and really humanizing him really bugged me. Did it bug you? Were you upset that the 13 Reasons Why producers really forced Bryce down everyone's throat in a way that made it feel like there was something wrong with you for not wanting to accept Bryce's redemption story? He was trash. He was literally trash. I can't say it anymore. So, boo. Thank you. One of the most touching moments of season three was, if you remember, at the end of season two, if you've not seen it yet, there's that horrible sexual assault scene where Monty attacks Tyler and Tyler then at the end of season two is about to go back and shoot up everyone. Right. But he gets talked out of it by do-gooder Clay. There's this moment where Tyler actually tells Clay what happened. And man, did I ugly cry because... We very often forget, especially when you're an outgoing personality. I'm the kind of person, I can't wear anything. I can't hide anything. I wear everything on my sleeve. So if you make me mad, I'm going to tell you. If I'm upset, I'm going to tell you. I can't hide things. So it was, it really tore me up to watch Tyler be 
so torn up and to keep these secrets for so long, man. And when he just told it and let it out, everybody, not a dry eye in the building would there have been if we were in, if we were at the movies, but I feel like we were all watching together anyway, but not a dry eye in the building. Had you watched this moment? Uh, and look, not for nothing else. It was kind of the same when Jess found out, right? Because, you know, her entire arc has been trying to stop rape culture, at least in this in season three, when she becomes, she, this doesn't give anything away. She becomes president of a student organization and she is about ending rape culture in sports. It really is about her for the most part and she doesn't really listen. And so when she does find out about what happened to Tyler, there's that moment where they connect that's really, really sweet. I also had a problem this season with some of the cliche storylines. I mean, if I see another closeted athlete attack people because of what they're experiencing at home in a storyline, that's going to make me scream. Boo. Also, LGBTQ characters who have to make these tough decisions that straight characters never have to make. I'm going to scream. Boo. There were so many relatable parts and very contemporary parts of what these characters were experiencing. But I feel too often, especially American, this maybe there isn't a lot of diversity in the writer's room. You get all kinds of these crazy cliches. For instance, Bryce's grandfather was an old racist homophobe. I kept tossing it in like, oh, but you guys get along. Like, he's okay with you guys you know, for the people that were working with him. But, like, that's really who he is. Like, well, what purpose did that really serve? Because at the end of the day, who was Grandpa? Like, what part did he play in all of this? And none of that really affected or drove any other parts of the story. It just seemed superfluous, like, unnecessary. He was a mean, crotchety old guy. Okay, we get it. And, again, I think it relied too heavily on the rapey white guy jock stereotype. I mean, I'm sure... That there are plenty of guys who present this way, right? That are the pretty bold guys that get away, white guys that get away with it, right? That's in the news. But that felt so one-dimensional, in my opinion. You know, the other thing that really bugged me, I'm going to say this too, the abortion vacuum. That really bugged me. I'm like, really? Does that change? Does that add anything? Uh, So well-written. The pieces of the puzzle weave in and out. You don't know who to trust. You don't know who the killer is. And I think I'm going to watch a second time. Because the first time when you're watching, you're constantly worried about who the killer is. So you're looking for clues. You're looking for those little breadcrumbs. The other thing that I think is so significant, in the midst of all of this trauma, there was only a couple of kids who could actually talk to their parents. Yeah, like they could actually go and have a conversation with their parents about what they were experiencing. And a lot of this stuff is heavy. And I know that not All parents are approachable in that way. There were so many topics that I felt like, geez, is there anyone other than Clay who can go to mom and dad and say, hey, yo, I need help with this. And again, I know that's not the reality in every home in America, but there were kids in a suburban high school. You know, they had internet, they had cell phones, you know, they had cars. So, you know, I felt like they had approachable They could have had approachable parents and resources outside of the kids who, you know, like Justin, who are homeless. Right? I mean, if something's really tough, couldn't you go to your parents for the most part? Not everybody, you know, but you know what I mean? Again, that part bugged me. There is a spoiler. Well, not a spoiler. Of course, there's a storyline where one of the characters' family is deported. 
And it was this whole cheesy storyline about ICE. And you kept thinking, you're like, well, damn, if the entire family has been deported, except this guy, how did he stay and the other ones did not? The rest of his family did not. Like, you just, it just didn't add up. It was so cliche. Anywho, 13 Reasons Why was amazing. This cast of kids who no longer look like kids. I hope next season is in college because they're starting to look a little long in the tooth for Liberty High. (laughs) I I hope next season is away. It was great to see Hannah's mom return and really good to see a lot of people get closure on so many, you know, parts of the story and really good to guess. And I do love the new narrator, Ani, the British young lady. She did a really great job. Uh, She was both likable, she was annoying like Hannah, and she handled herself. So I was totally here for her character. That's all the news I got for you guys today. Tune in later this week where I talk about Dairy Girls and Mindhunter and Glow and The Boys. Did you watch the end of The Boys? Man, what a dark show, right? Uh, Stay tuned. Stay tuned. It is not over. This show, this show this show be sure to go over to what's streaming official on instagram and jump into my dms let me know what you think tell me if i'm wrong all right i'll talk to you soon guys bye-bye